Hey guys, you're listening to The Furrow, a podcast for Catholic men by Catholic men. On today's show, we'll be discussing whether we've abandoned our young boys to the lies of the world. Praise be Jesus Christ. This is Father Robert McTague of the Society of Jesus, and welcome to another episode of The Pharaoh, a podcast by Catholic men for Catholic men. Today's topic, have we abandoned our boys to the lives of the world? But first, I am joined by my co-hosts, Brandon Duncan and Cameron Davis. Gentlemen, how are you this evening? Doing wonderful, Father, and uh, it's uh, quite a surprise, and, and I'm, I'm honored to have you as our host today. Glad to be of service. Yes, it's, it's, <laughs> it's nice to have a... A new host after Brandon and I have done it for so long, and I'm looking forward to it and blessed to be here. Thanks be to God. You know, guys, you go. you've heard the headlines and, and the screeching of the social media about male privilege and toxic mm-hmm. masculinity. Uh, you would think that an evil cabal of drunken frat boys rule the world, <laughs> uh, cut into the front of every line, and then live a life of constant party. But the facts tell a different story. Yeah. By every social indicator, males are suffering out of proportion to their numbers. Men are more likely to become addicted, to commit suicide, to suffer violent crime, to be arrested, to be injured, or even killed on the job. Fewer men are going to college, fewer graduating from college, fewer are entering the professions. And the problems don't start at adulthood. Mm-hmm. Author Christina Hoff Summer sounded the alarm years ago with her groundbreaking book called The War Against Boys. She documents that we have set up social systems and educational systems that pit boys against their own masculine nature and punish boys just for being boys. Mm. Consequently, they struggle more in school or discipline more in school and are often uh, misdiagnosed with ADD or ADHD and are overprescribed with psychotropic drugs. Our popular culture celebrates girl power but recoils in horror at any mention of the goodness of boys. Uh, guys, what's going on here? What have you seen and heard? Mm. Well, well, I, I would say you're absolutely right, Father. You know, with all those things you just pointed out, you know, while obviously we don't deny that there is a war on women, you know, as we hear obvious, uh, often heralded from every political pulpit, but the war on men is just as true. And I think really the statistics speak for themselves. You know, I read uh, somewhere in an article, in two, uh, 2016 article, I believe it was Investors Business Daily, uh, no less. That said that really one in six young men uh, between the ages of 18 to 34 was either jobless or incarcerated. Oh, my goodness. Now, let that let that sink in. One in six. OK, that's oh, that's our goodness. that's our that's millennials here we're talking about. Mm. And not to mention, of course, that about 57 percent of the college population is mostly female. And with the remaining, of course, 43 percent being male. And I know, Father, you I believe you even mentioned in a previous episode that 97 percent of work related suicides are men. Well, no, uh, yeah, work, not suicide, uh, but fatal injuries. Oh, OK, well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, while while there very well, obviously, is a war on women, there's equally a war on men in other spheres. And I, and I think, you know, in some respects, society really has lost touch with what authentic masculinity is to begin with right. and really has substituted it with this gender neutral apparatus, which really just lumps any semblance of masculinity, as you said, father, into this single pile labeled toxic masculinity, you know, and in other words, where quote unquote girl power really, I think has become the clarion call for independent, strong-willed women. Unfortunately, masculinity or manliness today is seen more really as a stereotype 
and something to be avoided right. uh, rather than a description of really who we are by nature and how God created us to be. Right. Masculinity has become the butt of a joke. Right. Exactly. But it makes sense, right? Because if you think about the way society and the way that the devil works, right? And if we take, if we look at the last three episodes that we've recorded, when we look at that, the devil strategy, right? He has attacked men first because he knew he had to break men down, right? If he could say that masculinity is a joke, mm-hmm. then everything will fall because of that, the, because the head of the ship is now broken. So you have right. the rallying cry of girl power because it's like, oh, well, I'm just going to further exacerbate the wedge I've already driven between men and women. I'm going to make it worse by saying this whole girl power thing and con- continuing to demean masculinity. Yeah. This is all part of his tactic, right? This, I think, is exactly the Ahab strategy. Men have forgotten who they are and whose they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And, and, and an appreciation of manhood has been beaten out of them. Uh, and so there is, there's a social dimension to that. There's a civic political dimension to that, too. The, the injustices that men receive in the divorce court mm. uh, as well, there, there's a vast body of literature for that. And I suggest you guys look at a, a podcast called An Ear for Men. Now, this is, he's an educated man. He's very outspoken. He has some very challenging things to say. He says some things with less delicacy that I might say them, <laughs> but he's got a lot of evidence to back it up. And then, of course, uh, Free Domain Radio, headed by Stefan Molnieu, is a treasure trove of real facts having to do with the status of men socially and civilly. But we also have to look at it, of course, from, from the spiritual dimension. Mm-hmm. And spiritually speaking, I believe that the war on boys is just a campaign and the larger war on the family and yeah. the church. See, these two institutions, the church and the family, are the great bulwarks against the tyranny of absolute state power. Mm-hmm. The church and the family call for a loyalty that transcends loyalty to any political party or power. But if you're addicted to state power, if you're a maniacal bureaucrat, you have to clear the field of any competing loyalties. Hmm. Church and family have to go. We can talk about the war against the church for another time, but for now, let's focus on the assault against the family. Guys, you're both husbands and fathers. Do you think that, that you've been getting a fair deal in today's world? I would say not, uh, but uh, you know, this really brings to mind a book by Harvard professor Harvey Mansfield, uh, you know, appropriately called Manliness. And really in the book, you know, he, he makes a great point about really the state of masculinity in our culture. Um, and uh, he says that, you know, manliness, it's not that manliness doesn't exist. It does exist, but it's unemployed. Oh, good point. Um, and, and I think really, I believe you know, this is a sign really of the effeminate, effeminate man. And the, obviously the family is always going to be in the crosshairs. Um, right. And, and it really, it really is the center point of all, of all human history. I mean, it's, it's from, it's from the family is where we come from, <laughs> you know, so it's right. inevitably, it's going to, ha- it's going to be in the crosshairs of some agenda here or there, but really in regards to men, you know, I think it's really the sign of the effeminate man that we've talked about before, the man who revels in the pleasures of life, but isn't willing to pursue what is arduous or anything that poses some challenge or resistance to him. Uh, but, you know, I, I know that we really can't uh, we really can't place all the blame of the attacks on feminists 
you know, because in some way, the goal of feminism today is really, in fact, you know, to attach itself to some facet of masculinity and really to denigrate anything that is authentically feminine. Um, but I think also it's it's the goal of the opposition really to keep any semblance of authentic masculinity suppressed, uh, really, because any really any form of gallantry is really perceived as mere aggression or oppressiveness or, or someone being authoritarian. But I think really when it comes to the family, what I think ultimately what we've really lost touch with and what really liberal culture and society has declared war on constantly really is the patriarchy. And I don't mean patriarchy, not in the modern pejorative sense of the word, but I, but truly as a society cultivated and nurtured by fathers. Be, right, and be, right. Fatherhood as a source of blessing. Right, exactly. And because I think we've lost touch with what it means to be a man, consequently, we've also lost touch with what it means to be a father. Right. And when we've lost touch with those two facets of our masculinity, we really become disconnected with who we are by nature. Again, as God has right. intended to us, uh, intended us to be, um, you know, and, you know, while, you know, we're constantly being attacked and while, you know, we always hear everything about, you know, we want our girls to grow up to be strong and independent. Um, but I think really like when it comes to when you hear all this girl power stuff uh, on, on television, you know, I think any, if anything, it's rooted just as much in misguided and a misguided representation really of authentic femininity, Absolutely. Uh, just as the goodness of a boyhood or manhood is, is just a, a stereotype to be avoided. You know, just think of the commercials mm-hmm. on television today. You know, some of the commercials where you've seen where the central figure uh, is the woman and her husband is portrayed like some fumbling idiot, you know, caught right. up in the blinds in the yeah. background. If she has and a she husband just, at all. Right. Or, or, or that, too. Yeah, exactly. She'd be a single mother or whatever. Uh, but as she, you know, and then, of course, she kind of glances over her shoulder and raises her eyebrow in disgust, you know, or embarrassment at the camera. You know, and I, you know at the same time, while the intent and at the humor is clear, but at the same time, what kind of message does this send to our boys right. about what it means to be a real man? You know, I mean, to be honest, where... And when was the last time you actually saw a show or commercial where the central male figure was portrayed as a real man's man? I'd say the last man standing, which is coming back, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Tim Allen? <laughs> yes. Well, but even, to, yeah. even to the point that you're making there, right? So here's, here's a question that I often ask about the mainstream media, right? Is the mainstream media a reflection of society or does society mimic what they see in mainstream media? Mm-hmm. And I think the reason why mainstream media portrays men as the guy wrapped up in the blinds or the effeminate man or the guy that seeks power, money, sex, and drugs and all this authority is that that is what men today are resonating with because that's what they believe about themselves. Mm-hmm. If we as men stood up for what true masculinity was, what true manhood actually was, they would not be portraying men in that facet on TV. And if you think about it, and probably being the person that follows mainstream media probably a little bit too much, is if you look at probably the one show on TV today that I think portrays men in a good light, most of the people that watch it are women. And the Hmm. show specifically that I'm referencing is This Is Us, right? (laughs) Is you have, and I know I I get made fun of for enjoying the show, but I enjoy the show because in my opinion... It shows the authentic love and what a true man does for his family, right? You have a guy who is an alcoholic, and his wife says, you either give this up or you're out. What's Mm. he do? He sleeps outside on the floor of his bedroom Mm. and sobers up for his family 
because he needs to do it for his family, right? So I think that if society said, that's a real man, that's how I need to go and treat my children, how I need to treat my wife, then the mainstream media would come and say, well, the guy's not, you know, they're no longer resonating with this quote-unquote macho man anymore. We need the guy that shows authentic masculinity. So another program, I mean, I don't watch a lot of television uh, the program Blue Bloods with Tom Selleck, mm-hmm. where you've got yep. an intergenerational yep. family, um, and uh, every show there's a Sunday dinner where from grandpa down to the grandkids are all at the table together, and That's there's right. a real sense of you know the grandfather as as the pater familias, you know, the, mm-hmm. uh, and and he's the anchor point and the reference point of the family, and and that is a source of blessing. But you know, I, I want to go one step further. Uh, there's a lot of money to be made by destroying the family. Right. Oh my gosh, uh, yes. Because, uh, look, you, you, who needs a man when Uncle Sam can be your sugar daddy? All you need <laughs> well, to do is give point. him a little vote, something, something, every two years, every four years, and you can you can party on and he writes the check. And so mm. guys become useless. Uh, yeah. and, and so there, that, that's that's the civic uh, part of it. There, there's so there's a financial incentive and a political incentive in destroying families and generating a, a dependent class. I, I want to shift focus a little bit. You know, imagine yourself. You know, you're you're a young man and you're watching television, or or maybe you're uh, you're you're just entering into adolescence, and some self-identified comedian gets on television and says, "Not all men are bad. Some of them are dead." And everyone <laughs> cheers and laughs and howls. Mm. Guys, our boys don't live in a cocoon. Uh, what do you think takes place? What does that do to them when they see that time and time again? I, I, I'd argue that it, it does two things, right? Is they see themselves. They, they don't see reflection of themselves. So they don't know how to identify themselves. They don't know who they are. And then even worse is that if they're watching it with their fathers – their fathers stumble with addressing the issue in front of their sons to even continue the ambiguity and the loss, right? I think and the reason it's the timing, I, I, I call this guy's timing because I finally was able to watch that documentary on Netflix called The Heart of Man. Mm. And the thing that I took away, there's several things I took away from it, but one that pertains to this, right, is that as men, we be, we understand who we are because of our father. Mm-hmm. And so right. if my father is not able to articulate what it means to be a man, then I'm not going to know. And then I can't, right. and I can't pass it to my son and so on and so forth down the generation. Just like to the point you made father McTeague with blue bloods is you've got the grandfather who imparted it to his son, who imparted it to his two sons, who then the next generations there, the other two sons are at the table, right? It does have to pass down. But we ultimately first have to recognize what does it mean to be a man from our spiritual father and then understand that call as a husband, a father, the lay faithful, a priest, what have you, and the world. And if we can Mm. capture that, we can then pass it down. Right. Yeah. And I think, too, with really the ever-increasing emphasis on, uh, again, sort of the relativist uh, 
gender neutral agenda as well that we hear way too much of in, in our shows and more so every day on Netflix, which makes me want to cancel a subscription. But, you know, we've, you've not obviously they only not always make us lose touch with our true identity as men and, and what is authentic masculinity. But we're the, really with objective truth altogether. You know, what is, what is true, what is good and what is beautiful. And, you know, as men, if we're not, if we're not ready and prepared to answer those questions to our sons, then we've got some homework to do. Absolutely. And I think, men, and, and as you said, father, uh, you know, in our schools that a lot of our children and our, especially our boys are being groomed into these, these, uh, these, these ways of, uh, these mindsets. And many of our children today are asked, it seems like how they feel about something rather than, rather, what do they think about something? Uh, and, yes. and at least as it applies to boys, mm-hmm. I think the more emphasis that we place on teaching our boys to think and process the reality of the world really that's around them based on their feelings, the less emphasis then that we'll end up placing on teaching virtue and what mm-hmm. it means to be a man. And ultimately, there's there's no need for it at that point. Uh, right. Yes. Oh, gosh. You know, when I was teaching undergrads, first day of class, I'd say, look, we can argue philosophy. I mean, we can do it civilly. We can do it passionately. Right. I hope we would. I said, but when, whenever you preface a remark with, I feel that, I'm right. going to interrupt and say, I don't care. Right. <laughs> I, I want to know this because, look, we're, we're not just shooting the breeze at a coffee shop or a bar. We've got very high standards of evidence and argumentation. Right. And we're just... We're not just going to announce emotional states and then ask people to capitulate because I yelled louder than than you did. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, guys like contest. They they like right. they like struggle. They're drawn towards hierarchy. Um, read uh, Dr. Anthony Esselin, E S O L E N. He's got a raft of yes. stuff online uh, and uh, YouTube interviews, etc., uh, about what boys need. Uh, to be healthy boys. So guys, I, I think we can all agree that uh, we owe our boys better than what they've been getting lately. Yes. So I, I've composed what you might consider to be an open letter to boys, um, which I wrote in a column recently about the abandonment of our boys. L- let me tell you what I wrote, and then I want uh, I want your opinion on it, you know, as men and as fathers. So, mm-hmm. uh, son, to be is good. To be human is good. To be male is good. To become a true man is good. Now, son, I know that you hear lots of ugly things about being male or being a man, and it's true that some men and boys do very bad things. But they do those things because of weak or wicked character and not because of their maleness. Son, because of who God is and because of who you are to God, We want you to know the truth. And the truth is that we want you to love being a boy. Being a boy is the best way to prepare to become a man. God made a world and a church in need of men. So we want to help you to be a good boy so that you can be the good man God intended. We want you to be a good man, which means you must be ready to be a father whatever your vocation may be, because you are called to be a man, you must learn how to give life, cultivate life, protect life, and sacrifice for life. And you have the example of our Heavenly Father and the example of St. Joseph to learn what it means to be a true father. Along the way, 
We will guide you and help you to manhood and fatherhood. Thank you, son, for being a boy. Thank you, son, for becoming a father. Guys, uh, what do you think? Is that a good way to start? What else do we need to do? Wow. <laughs> that's that's really good, Father. I may need to borrow that if someday I have a son. Hey, don't um, copyright that, please. Don't copyright that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I you know, I was I was really touched by by the line where you said and uh that because we are men, we are called to give life, mm-hmm. cultivate life, protect life, and I think you said sacrifice, sacrifice for life. Sacrifice for life. Yeah. yeah. And you know, when you stop and think about it, none of those words give, cultivate, protect, and sacrifice really had anything to do with oneself. Mm-hmm. Rather, it means looking. we are, exactly. We, we're, it means that we are called to live for and to serve others. Right. And I think, you know, as Christ said to his disciples, anyone who wishes to be great among you must be your servant. And I think the key here is that if we first don't teach our boys to live for others, we miss really a key step in teaching them what it means to be a man. And that our authority as men, as fathers, as we've mulled over this countless times already in various episodes, is not for us to lord over others, but really is to serve as a reflection of the paternity of God, who gives and cultivates life, who offers his protection as any loving father would, and ultimately sacrifices and offers himself for the good of all. Right. And I think we as men and as fathers... We have to be willing to go to the depths with our sons mm-hmm. to bring them out of this pit of darkness that they're going to find themselves in. And I'm I'm going back to the heart of man. If you haven't watched it, to any of our listeners, just go watch it. You'll think I'm going to thank Brandon now, and you're going to thank me, and I'm going to <laughs> thank him again later because it's completely <laughs> worth it. You have this guy that's taught his son something, and he uses this thing to interact with his son. But then his son gets distracted and he loses the gift that his father gave him. But you see the father reaching for him by playing the violin stronger and louder and harder and harder and harder all the way to the edge. But then the father goes back, makes another one, and then goes and finds his son in the pit of darkness to bring him back. If we want our boys to be men... We need to be willing to go into that pit with them, go into the darkness and show them that there is a better way. You know, I, I read this in the book I'm reading right now, the, uh, the Field Manual for the Church Militant. And um, I forget who wrote it, but it's, you know, evil prevails when good men do nothing. And ultimately, the reason why our boys are struggling in every facet of their lives is that the good men have stopped trying. We need to reignite that flame to protect. I, I, I really liked what you said, protect, sacrifice for life, and protect life. Because that's what our call is. And if we're not willing to step up for our children, we are not going to be able to build good men going forward. Right. And I think, Father, at the end there, you really provide a good example for us really to look to, obviously, our Lord, our Heavenly Father, but also to St. Joseph, the model uh, and, and, and figure of all of all fathers. Um, you know, especially in our spiritual lives, we really need to focus on prayer and take this to heart and take this to prayer as well and ask for the Lord's guidance, the Father of all fathers, to, to lead us um, to raise our boys to be men. Well, yes, we, we have to step up. Uh... And I, I'm, 
I'm at a point in my life where I'm not interested in assigning blame anymore. Uh, mm. I want to put the, I want to put out the fire. Uh, I want to do search and rescue, and I, I, I want to rebuild. You know, again, I'll, I'll refer back to Anthony Eslin, who was at Providence yeah. College for a number of years, treated very, very shabbily, uh, and now is at Thomas More College in, in New Hampshire. And he said, you know, a lot of contemporary Catholics talk about speaking to the culture, engaging the culture. He said, no, 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 there is no more culture. We're in mm. the sewer. We've got wow. to get out of the sewer and then we've got to rebuild. We've got to get back to something healthy. And, I, and you know, it's a cliche to say, oh, you can't turn back the clock. No one's asking anyone to turn back the clock, but we do have to retrieve a lot of what was lost. I think we not only threw the baby out with the bathwater, we, we threw out the bathtub in the bathroom as well. <laughs> There's a lot of wisdom yeah. that people used to take for granted, and we saw it in our symbols. You know, the word king now, or royalty, is, is, is a dirty word. But, you know, mm. when you depicted a king, he also had a sword on his hip because he was someone who would lead from the front and take on the principalities and powers. So he was the protector, he was the warrior who gave both boundaries and horizons. And that's that's what our boys need. You know, there, there are limitations. Uh, you have to be empathetic. You have to learn how to take turns. You have to make sacrifice. But there's also noble aspirations that are available to you precisely because you're a boy called to be a man made for fatherhood. And I think that's the message that needs to be communicated repeatedly, uh, not only in the classroom, but in the civic arena and and the social culture, and above all, within our parishes, within the church itself. Amen. Yeah, what what kind of, something that just hit me as you were talking there, I think if there was anything that you should add to this open letter to boys, it would be this. It said, son, I love you and I will fight for you. And I think that's something that our, our, our boys need to hear from their fathers. Is, I oh, love absolutely. you and I yeah. will fight for you. The same way. And this, it almost brought me to tears yesterday as I was watching it. Is the fact that if I'm willing to fight for my son, the only reason I am willing to fight for my son is that I have a father in heaven that is fighting for me. And I'm like, and I, mm. that, that, was, that was all I needed to hear. Uh, yes, and you know, we, I, I've met a lot of young people who have never had a responsible adult male say, you're worth my time. Right. You're worth my time. You know, uh, Edmund Burks, and this he said this centuries ago, he said the age of chivalry is gone. That of sophists, economists, uh, economists and calculators have succeeded. Oh my goodness, what wow. a very, very sad thing. And that was and that was true. centuries ago. But there is a perennial wisdom available to, to humanity. And that perennial wisdom is the wisdom of the Catholic Church, the church founded by Christ. There we understand kingship and husbandry and, and fatherhood and mm. sacrifice and, and nobility and, and the call to glory and the call to be faithful even in the very small things. And I want us in our conversations to focus on how do we communicate that to our boys? How do we set our parishes and our homes on fire so that the boys recognize that there's a place to come home to? Hmm. Wow. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, we, we have uh, we have work to do. I, I want to suggest that we wrap up by uh, talking about some resolutions and get your thoughts on them. So. 
Let's re uh, resolve to renew our commitment to foster a culture where boys can be happy, healthy, and holy, precisely because they are boys. Uh, let's resolve to renew our commitment to be true fathers according to the orders of nature and grace. And let's resolve to renew our devotion to St. Joseph, the role model for men, for husbands and fathers. And let's resolve to be informed about what our boys need today. Uh, guys, what, what do you want to add as we wrap up today? Well, again, I think I have to just uh, reemphasize the importance of prayer throughout this whole process. Um, you know, we we can't think that we are alone in this and that we must face this alone. So I encourage, uh, you know, all you men, of course, who uh, are also listening to this podcast and, and maybe share this podcast with uh, with friends of yours and other men. You know, if there are any questions, you know, know that, you know, we uh, we're praying for you. Um, and that we we here are not just uh, recording this pro this podcast for uh, just to hear our own voices, but because we truly uh, we see this as as an apostolate that uh, that is 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 by men and for Catholic men, and we uh, we we constantly hold you in our in our thoughts and our prayers. And if there's any questions um, or prayer intentions that uh, you would like to send to us. Uh, to please uh, send it to us via email at uh, the furrow podcast at gmail.com. And I'll leave it with that. Yeah. And I, I will only add one thing. And it's similar to what I said about the letter. Fathers, we love you. Young men, we love you. All men, you are loved by your father in heaven and he will fight for you. We are going to fight with you with the best weapon we have, which is prayer. Let us fight for all boys in this world. That's right. We have to act, we have to fight, we have to pray, and we have to win or die trying. Uh, because when we help our boys to become men, to become husbands, to become fathers, it's a win for everyone. Let's wrap Amen. it up here, gentlemen. I'm Father Robert McTagg of the Society of Jesus with my co-host Brandon Duncan and Cameron Davis. You've been listening to another episode of The Pharaoh, a podcast by Catholic men for Catholic men. Join us for another episode soon. God bless you. God bless you. Good night.